seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Parmentier of W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. And I'm Justin Kerr with Justin Kerr Design. And together we make up the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials team. team. You guys are getting good at this. Yeah, we're getting good at this part. (laughs) As you may have noticed, we have a visitor with us today, Bob Salvis. Bob, welcome. Welcome back. Yeah, well, it's great to be back. I appreciate being asked. So I guess I didn't, uh, you know, make any enemies last time I was here. (laughs) A little, little known fact here is Bob has had one of the most successful podcast we've had on our show. He's been one of the most successful views. Most listened to. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. no. Wow. Tongue-tied. Apparently, I can't talk today. No pressure. I mean, Bob goes home and listens to it every, every day. night. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, he wants to hold I'm, that tongue. I'm, I'm responsible for half those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you know why it is? Because his good friend Steve Mason is right behind him. He doesn't oh, want yeah. Steve to catch up. <laughs> it's a little competitive thing between me and Steve. We're good friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, all kidding aside, uh, he, he did do a... A podcast back with back well not long now that's but two months ago a couple months ago yeah months yeah ago. and it was yeah. on the topic of uh, direct mail yes yeah. yes so today we'll be brought Bob on to talk about in-person networking which and how that works in your marketing plan but first Bob why don't you just do one more quick introduction of who you are and what you do for a okay little. well my name is Bob Salvis I'm a marketing consultant I like to work with small businesses and help them uh, overcome their growth challenges so uh, I'm actually a small business myself uh, started my business in 2003. I my previous life, if you were, was the uh, was working for the United States government at the Postal Service. So when I left the Postal Service, I wanted to get into the field of direct mail, and I started working with uh, a good friend of mine who had a mailing operation. Uh, his name is Bruce DeMorenville. He's still out there today, uh, working in the local area, and uh, I I did some research on. Uh, networking, because I understood from my background at the post office, just you know, meeting people face to face was an important way to get ahead. Now it's a, it's important to get ahead in the corporate world, but it's also important uh, as a way to get ahead in the in the business world to grow your business. So I did some research, and I asked Bruce uh, what he did as a business owner, and he told me about this organization called BNI. Had no idea what that was at the time. Uh, stands for Business Network International, and I went to my very first meeting. And I didn't know anything about BNI or networking or anything else, but I just threw myself in, and uh, I've I really haven't stopped. I've been an on and off member of BNI. I've been a member of multiple chambers. Uh, I run my own networking events, uh, and I attend about anything. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the last time I talked to you, you called yourself a serial networker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, the I give a class on networking for SCORE, uh, and SCORE is a voluntary group of business folks locally who uh, give back uh, to the small business community through counseling and uh, through uh, giving seminars. So I give a seminar on networking, and one of the things I tell them not to do is not to over-network. Hmm. And the, the theory there is if you go to too many networking events, in essence, what you do is you forfeit the opportunity to follow up on people you've already sure, met. You can't right? keep up on all that. And so I tell them, you know, 
my name is Bob and I'm an over-networker. <laughs> over-networker, that's right. Hi, Bob. I called you a serial yeah, networker. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, serial, you know, close. It's you know, close. It's over-networker, close. I like that. It sounds better. Yeah, it doesn't sound as deadly. <laughs> so today we wanted to talk about, you know, networking events. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are different types. There's closed networking events. There's mm-hmm. open networking events. We'll do a quick definition of those real yeah. quick, as well yeah. as uh, uh, industry-specific. Just, just a quick definition. Yeah, well, you know, people think, well, I can network anywhere, and that's true. But really, to have a strategy towards your networking, you need to go to different types of groups. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, open and closed are the two most common ones that we talk about. So an open group means that uh, anybody can come, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of chamber after hours. You have uh, groups that, like my group, the Fourth okay. Monday Networking, or, or Jays, or Riches, or anybody's, that you, you pay a fee and you, you come in. Mm-hmm. You could have... One realtor there, you could have 100 realtors there. doesn't matter. Sure. In a closed networking group, that's a little bit more like the BNI model. When, and that is a group of people that are meet on a semi-regular basis. And what they do is they uh, restrict the number of classifications within their group. So if they have a residential realtor, that's all they can have is one. Mm-hmm. They have one chiropractor. They have one you know, marketing consultant. They have one of everything. Sure. And the difference between the two is open is a great opportunity to meet and also to nurture some existing relationships. But the closed group is where you really build the deeper friendships and, and you have the better opportunities to uh, understand people and their businesses and to give and to get referrals from mm-hmm. those people. And then you don't, and there's, there's not the competition. If you were in a group and you, uh, say you went to an open networking group quite often and there were three realtors there. And you got to know all three of them, and you were selling your house. Well, which one do you pick, yeah, right? Yeah. So it becomes a little bit of a conflict. Whereas you go to a closed group, and it's a little easier to kind of navigate sure, those you waters. You have somebody at that point. You, can you don't want to get anybody mad at you, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then obviously the third, the third part of that is the, uh, yeah. the trade-specific. Yeah, and you know, people don't always think of uh, their industry profession, professional groups mm-hmm. as a place to network. They say, well, if I'm a CPA, why do I want to go to my CPA event because there's nothing but CPAs there. Nobody's going to hire me. And the reality is, is that you need to, you need to stay, of course, trained and up to speed in whatever your industry is, but you also need to make those friendships and relationships because even though you're a CPA, there may be some other specialist in the mm-hmm. CPA world that can bring you business. So the, sure. the classic example is, you know, forensic accounting you know most general cpas don't don't do do forensic accounting so if i have a need for a forensic accountant one of my clients or friends is asking me for one i'll get one through the one i like at my professional network and then as i give more and more referrals to that forensic accounting specialist that person then you know when they get regular business naturally right naturally they're going to be too busy with their forensic stuff so hopefully that'll Come back to me. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I belong to a professional organization that's for photographers, mm-hmm. and I've actually had that happen. And some of our mutual friends who are photographers that you and I both know, Bob, yeah. Yeah. have we've traded work back and forth with one and that's another. That's a great story. You really should tell okay, that story. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll tell it real quick. A, a mutual friend of ours, Aaron Usher, who is an architectural photographer. Um, well, that's it. Now he's going to want to be on the podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's he's doing it eventually. So anyway, he's an architectural photographer, but he doesn't do drone work. And him and I have, have been friends for a while. You know, we met at, I believe we met at one of your fourth networking events mm-hmm. probably two years ago. And uh, we get to talking one day and I told him that I'm a photographer also, but I also use drones. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, 
it took about a year, but about a year later, he, he came across a project that needed a drone. He looked into the process of doing it himself and saw how much work it was to actually do that. And he said, it's easier for me to farm this out to somebody else. So he called me up. And now I've worked on probably at least four or five jobs with him. That's great. And now you guys inc- uh, developed or, or improved your relationship because you were part of a group of photographers yes. mm-hmm. that meant, uh, met on a regular basis, like yeah. monthly or yeah, so, yeah. right? There's a, a, a gallery down in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, yeah. Yeah. that once a month we were meeting. It hasn't happened yeah. in the last few months, yeah. but you get to talk to all different types of photographers. And a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of different mini class subclassifications within yeah. photography yeah. and we don't all do the same thing. You, you know? know, you know, Bill, that's a perfect example because, uh, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. When I talk to people about a prof- joining a professional association, sometimes they think, Oh, it has to be this big no. organization. No. It's a group of photographers that get together once a month and kind of try to help each other. Have a few I, drinks and just kind yeah, of hang out. Yeah. Right. I mean, just, you know, see what, each one is doing in the industry, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be those differences. Sure. We've got four marketing people at this table. Yeah, four we different have, types. There's a, there's, a, there's a vast variety of information here. So it, yeah. just because we're, we're all in marketing doesn't mean we're all you know competitors. Yeah, I, I don't right. want to get too far down right. that road, but I never understood the, that, the mentality of, you know, I can't talk to somebody else within my category because mm. they might steal business from me. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the, that's a mentality of scarcity. You know, yeah. you yeah. think the pie's only so big. It's like there's plenty of work For out everybody. there. There's plenty of opportunities. Absolutely. And like Bob was saying, you know, it's good to get together with other people who work in your field. Sure. There may be opportunities for collaboration. Mm-hmm. There's certainly opportunities for referrals because everybody has a specialty. And it's just good to know who else is in your network, who else is working in your space. And who knows, you might even learn something too. Yeah. You mm-hmm. might Shocker. learn something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I mean, I've met photographers that have taught me tricks that I would never have thought of otherwise. Yeah. Right. And be free giving away your information. That's, that's always something that so I've So just, just to, to tie up that, that yeah. bigger Sorry. point, yeah. Bill, you know, so I recommend that people join three of those types of groups. Sure. And again, it can be a formal group like a BNI or an association or a chamber, or it can be an informal group of friends. So the three groups are the open, where it's just kind of a wide open thing. You meet new people. The other one is a closed uh, a BNI type group or a group of friends mm-hmm. that are not competitors. And then the, the third group being the professional group. Sure. And then what you have to do is you have to become a connector of people. Mm-hmm. So you, you find somebody in one group that is a perfect match for somebody in another group. One of the mistakes people make when they start networking, even if they get networking, if they understand how to do it, is they restrict themselves. Mm -hmm. They say, well, I'm a member of so-and-so chamber, or I belong to this chapter of BNI. Well, great, but if that's the only thing you do, you don't have enough exposure to take your business to the next level. Yeah, you're changing your yeah. it's like how many times can you hire the painter in your BNI chapter, right? It's that old joke, right? So it's like you're limited. You want to belong to multiple places mm-hmm. and so that you can connect the dots. Sure. You know, say, hey, pluck this guy from over here, bring him and meet him, uh, meet this friend of mine who's over here. And that's the diversity of groups that you go to. That's where the power is sure. in, uh, in networking. Yeah. No, There's no. nothing more valuable, I think, than becoming known as the go-to person. Yeah. People know that if they come to you, you'll be able to refer them to somebody, somebody no matter what their needs are because you know so many people, because yeah. you've been networking in so many different places. Sure. When you wanted to, uh, you were talking about going to the expo. I said, you really should have tie <laughs> on your program. Yeah, that's did, right. right. That's and, right. And it was, but it was a perfect fit. See, for me, that was an, a no-brainer. Sure. Right. I knew what you guys did. I had already recorded a podcast with you. I knew how good Susan was, yeah. and that what she brought to the table. 
It's, you it's know, huge. It's, yeah. it's easy to do if you give it some thought and you build those relationships out. But that doesn't happen unless you are out there networking. You can't, right. you can't do that from sitting at home in front of your computer. It, you Unfortunately, know, you cannot. It'd no. be nice. <laughs> Let's talk about what, to me, was the most challenging part of networking, which was the open networking. Mm-hmm. Um, just go over a few do's and don'ts as far as the first time you go to an open networking event. Yeah. Well, th- there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things to consider. Number one is, I always tell people, before you go, you want to make sure that you're well-equipped to go. So what that means is that you have the right disposition. You know, if you're really having a bad day or you're really sick or Probably something, not a good idea you, go. don't go, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't mean you have to be joyful, happy, you know, 100%. Mm-hmm. You can fake it till you make it a little bit, right? Yep. But, uh, but you do have to have a good disposition. Then you have to... You know, look semi-professional. And what I mean by that, it, we don't live in a world where everybody has to wear a suit and tie anymore. But we don't want to come in looking like crap. Like so, we just came from the beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> literally came from, and I always tell the story in my networking class about a, a literally a painter I knew came in, had fresh paint on his pants. Mm. And it was like a big joke for a while. But, you know, you know this is what I do. But listen, it, you have to still present a professional image. Sure. And the painter does not have to wear a tie, but you know, a nice clean polo shirt, maybe with his logo on it, would have been a better option. I mean, yeah, and even a pair of jeans isn't gonna isn't isn't unacceptable at a uh, networking event. Yeah, yeah, as long as so, yeah, as long as they're not dirty. Right? So if you if you work in a fish market, please go home, <laughs> yeah. shower, change. Well, actually, you bring up a good point. Yeah, <laughs> That's smell, a really good point. <laughs> smell is an important part. Yeah. Yes, because you're going to be within feet of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be. A whole separate issue. So the other, the other thing that you want to make sure that you do, so you have the, you know, what you're wearing, your, your disposition. You also want to bring what I call the tools of networking. So you want to bring your, your cell phone and a pen because if you have the opportunity to give somebody some information, uh, mo- the wonderful thing about the smartphone now is that we have, or we should have, all of our contacts are, are right in the palm of our hand. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm having a conversation with you, Bill, and you say, oh, I'd really like to meet uh, Aaron Usher. I can just pull out my phone, get his information, contact information, write it down for you and hand it to you. Mm-hmm. Very simple. I, I'm going to take a step back because you're actually talking about this in your networking class. Mm-hmm. How do you write it down? Because I, I, I think this is an important <laughs> part because yeah. people don't always think about this. Well, I've seen people do it a, a few different ways. The way that I prefer and the way that I teach is that to write it down on the back of your business card. Yes, like and, that. and so, yeah, and you know, I have this discussion with marketing experts who tell me that, oh, the business card is a billboard and should be filled with lovely things. I don't buy that assessment, right? It's like, I think the front of your business card is very important, but the back should be mostly clear. You can have something there, but it should be mostly clear and able to be written on. Sure. Because now it's the easiest thing for me to give to you uh, as far as a piece of information, because it's nice and small. You're going to be collecting business cards at night. You put it with the rest of them. Uh, and when and bonus, when you pull it out and you call Aaron Usher, uh, you see the other side is my contact information. So you know it's from me. Yeah, that was exactly my point when I wanted you to get to, is because that to me is a brilliant part of networking. You don't think about that. Mm-hmm. You get a twofer on that one. Yeah. You're, you're you're going to get bonus points with the person you're referring. Right. Plus, you're also going to get recognized for being the one giving the referral. And you know, when you make those kind of connections, think about who wins in that scenario. All three people. Yeah. You know, because you win because you you get 
the opportunity to to meet this person. This person maybe gets the opportunity to have some business. You solve your problem. He gets business. And I get the gratitude of both of you. And you remember that I was the one that put you together. So it's like uh, Stephen Covey's old thing about building the emotional bank account. That's what we want to do as networkers. We want to connect people up. And eventually, this is going to come back in droves to us. Sure. Uh, so, so going, getting back to your original question, so we, we want to be prepared. We want to have a, a pen to write on those business cards. Mm-hmm. We want our business cards and we want our cell phone. But the thing about the business card, and I, I really I have to make this point because it's one of the most important points, I think, in networking. The business card is king. Mm-hmm. You need to have a good business card if you go to a networking event. People that show up without business cards or with crappy business cards. So pardon, I can't use the ones from technical term. Uh, it it they shouldn't they shouldn't even go. So you shouldn't be using the uh, do-it-yourself kit from Staples. Yeah, with the little perforation marks. <laughs> oh my god! I have received several of those. Oh, so and where do they end up? Yeah. Well, actually, I hang on to them because I always like to use them of what Examples not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, they the, don't carry a lot of weight. The rest of us usually circular file them. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully. In more ways than one. <laughs> ah, see what you did there. Um, yeah, we're actually going to be doing a podcast uh, on business cards. Oh, great. And business card design. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you some of, some of my things that I point out to people in, in, in my class when I talk about networking. One, of course, is the, the sturdiness of the card. Mm-hmm. So you want something that's of substance because it's flim- this is the only thing that people are going to walk away from this networking event that represents you. Do you want it to be a thin piece of tissue paper? No. no. You want it to be uh, substance. Substantive. Substantive. Is that a word? Substantive. <laughs> I know, yeah, I it. Well, I think we'll leave that one alone. Yeah, no, okay. It has to have some weight to it. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Thesaurus. You know, and if you're, I'll, I'll throw this in there. If you're using a business card vendor, you know, online or locally, nothing less than 12-point stock, mm-hmm. okay? Because it's very thin. It's very, very yeah. thin and flimsy. Now, you can go overboard and you can, you know, have it too thick. But Piece of wood, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some very, so. I've seen some very creative cards that have had, you know, like, Actually, a piece of uh, wood veneer, you know, mm-hmm. that's had, you know, the person's contact information, you know, laser etched into it, mm-hmm. which is great. If you're a carpenter, or you're a cabinet maker, yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, I mean, we could go on all day long about the do's yeah. and don'ts of making But I would say, card. yeah, no less, no less than 12-point stock yeah. for the card. And ultimately, the other thing that Bobby said uh, that I took out of the class that you gave was make it the standard size. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. there's a lot of companies out there that want to vary the size, and I, as a marketing person, I understand why they want to. They want it to stand out yeah. in the crowd. The problem is, is that those of us who do a fair amount of networking usually have a place where we're putting our business cards, exactly. where some kind of filing system. And if it doesn't fit in that filing system, I may just throw it away mm-hmm. or I'll butcher it. You know, so it's not, a, you know, oh, here's my round business card. Well, I think it's a great with, coaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, that's I a good idea. I shouldn't throw it away, right? <laughs> right. But the, I've seen like the rounded edges are fine. I've, yeah. I've seen some other. I got one one that, that once okay. that was perfectly square, and I couldn't get it to fit into my right. business card holder, so it ended up going away. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I have. You're eating into my I, podcast now. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get off the top. But one, 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 one last point about that though is. Uh, I do have get some pushback sometimes from people who want to hand out brochures and other mm. items. Mm, no. It is not the thing to do. Uh, think about this. If you go to an expo, like one of Susan's uh, events, you know what happens at expos, generally speaking? People hand out a lot of stuff. 
the problem is, is we all say yes to the stuff because we're really nice people, but then we don't really want the stuff. Throw it out when you get home. We have to throw it out when we're around the corner and they can't see us. <laughs> Never mind, right? So at a networking event, it's worse because now it's, it, you know, you're, you're busy. Maybe you have, if you're at after hours, you might have a drink in your hand. It's like, I got no place to put this. But yeah. it also, it just makes you feel like you're being sold to. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. yeah good point. It's really, it's really true. Okay, so, so now just you get, you've got card. your business card, you've got your cell phone, you've got your pen with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're ready you just, to roll. Do you just walk in and just <laughs> just walk in try and sell just walk in try and sell everybody? No. <laughs> Make sure you have pants on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I mentioned know. that already. I know. Oh, okay, right. not paint his pants though. I know what it is. You walk into the room and you hand a business card to everybody you see. No, <laughs> no, it's it's, it's not. You don't, we don't keep score that way. Um, all right. So one of the biggest problems with people who are networking for the first time <laughs> is they don't understand. They, they have some concept of two things, right? They have marketing over here. That's what we do when we send emails and buy billboards. And then over here, we have face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wait a minute. Networking fits in the face-to-face part. That must be sales. And that's the only thing they understand. Which so marketing and advertising is, is like A, and face-to-face is B, and that must be sales. So right away, they default... Because I'm face-to-face with you, they default to trying to sell you. And that is not what networking is. Networking is about building relationships. It's about farming instead of hunting. And I tell people the one thing you should get out out of networking is this, that you're not selling to the person you're speaking to. If you're selling to anyone, it's the 150 to 200 people that that person knows. Sure. And, and that really has to be your approach because the second you try to sell somebody, the walls come up, yeah, nobody yeah, wants to down. be sold to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're going to fail. And those are the people that usually come back and say, oh, networking doesn't work. Yeah, because they're That's, trying to sell the whole time. Yeah. So and they're getting no results. So you, sh- this is a long game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long no game. question. And usually you can tell if you're being sold to because you can't get a word in edgewise usually. <laughs> usually. <laughs> So, th- so that's the thing is you want to generate a conversation. When you're having a conversation with somebody, you want to generate it so that you're not selling to them. People are going to ask you, what do you do? It's okay to tell them. And when you tell them, you should be as specific as you possibly can. Because here's the other problem is that we tend to come into a conversation like this way too broadly. So we say, well, what do you do, Bob? Well, if I was I'm going back to the CPA example, because that's the one that everybody understands, right? Well, I'm a CPA, and I'm an accountant, and I'm a bookkeeper, and I do some payroll, and I do forensic accounting as well. As, right. And I'm a tax advisor, on and on and on and on. Well, as the listener, all you're saying is, oh, jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. And you just tune in this person out. sound like Charlie Brown's teacher after a while. And it's meaningless, right? Yeah. It's meaningless to you. So you just kind of, you know, phase out of the whole conversation. And you understand that this person is trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. Because he's saying, stop me when you want to buy something. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Right? Rather than doing that, you should come in very specific. You say, um, Joe, I'm a CPA, but I only work with small businesses, independent, who are in the city of Johnston, Rhode Island. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, that is very specific. 
Yeah. So now, so what happens to the listener when he hears something like that? Thinks about who he knows in that area. Yeah, he's he's going through the, his mental Rolodex, right? Trying to figure out if he has anybody that he knows that fits that criteria. And then what he's likely to do is ask you questions. Well, wait a second. I have a brother-in-law that uh, runs a florist shop. It's just outside of Johnson. Would you be able to help that person? Sure. Now you're engaging in conversation. And they're actually pulling it out of you rather than you, you spraying all over them. Sure. And that's the kind of conversations you want to have. Really good wow. points. Drop the mic. Really good. No, no, that was... <laughs> all right, so now... Really good points. Uh, One... Oh, sorry, did you have a question? No, I was going to say, I've had the opposite experience of that at networking events where it's like, you can't get away fast you, enough. You want to gnaw your arm off to get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, it's weave. it's really uncomfortable because you're like, I, you know, I, I'm being sold to, and you right. can't, like you said, you can't have a real conversation. Mm. And that's one of the things I like about networking is meeting people for the first time, finding out what they do, finding out something about them, and just having a really interesting conversation with sure. this person. Mm. And at the end... You exchange business cards and you move on to the next interesting person. And it's not, you know, I'm here hunting and seeking, you know, someone to sell to. It's like, you just, you know, and I think you have to, if you're not a people person, networking is probably not for you. It's (laughs) tough. You really have, I think you have to be interested. You you got to get out there. Yeah, but you you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to have an interest in other people. You have to, it's like Einstein said, he said, I'm not smarter than everybody else. I just have a healthier curiosity. Hmm. Right, and and so it's really about being curious. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is your business again? Like, tell me how that works. You know how okay, how so do you how do you make money? How you know why do you get in that business? You know, you can ask a lot of different questions. So, okay, somebody who's an introvert or terminally shy, mm-hmm. terminally shy. Um, what's your suggestion for them that go going to a uh, networking event? Well, how one, do they get involved? One of the things that they could do, and it's it's a little dicey, but I mean. I recommend that people who are really uptight about doing this go to an event with someone. Mm. It's like a security blanket, sure. right? So they go with a friend and they get comfortable at the event. And then if it's a good event, other people may approach them anyway. But then at some point, they really have to you know, separate and venture mm. on their own. But it, if bringing a friend gives them that security blanket to go, then they, then they should do it. Sure. Yeah, well, you know? that's what out there. You Step and I did one. that the first yeah. couple of months we were in business. We went to a ton of networking events together. Yeah, because it was nice. Because if we were uncomfortable, we just we knew where we could go back in the room and talk right. to somebody. Yeah, yeah, and it worked out well because I I wasn't naturally an outgoing person, or mm-hmm. I'd never gone to these kind of events. So yeah, Bill and I did the circuit for a while. We, we <laughs> dated for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people. That. <laughs> That's going to be taken an entirely different way. <laughs> Trust me, people already think that because we've known each other for so long. It's like, you know, you see one, you see the other. Yeah, I've also seen people go, you know, in groups. I've yeah. seen, uh, you know, people who are maybe members of uh, a BNI chapter mm-hmm. go to an open networking uh, group. Uh, and the nice thing about kind of working in a pack is that you have the ability, if I'm talking to you, Bill, mm-hmm. and you say something that I know my friend Justin is interested in, mm-hmm. I say, oh, Bill, you've got to meet Justin. And I can just drag you over and connect yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing I, I tell uh, introverts and people who are new to networking as far as going to an event is to arrive early. Mm. You know, social... Absolutely. There's this whole social thing, right? Uh, you know, fashionably late. Mm. That's crap. Right, that maybe for the movie star coming to the social event, that's fine. But for you to network, it's about being early, not late. And here's why: because if you've ever gone to a lot of network events, 
and I networked with all of you guys. Mm-hmm. So I, we all know what a great networking event is. And sometimes Can't we, we some, sometimes we just get involved in some great conversations. Mm-hmm. And I'm as guilty. And I tell people you shouldn't talk to somebody for more than ten minutes. I'm, as, I've probably talked to a lot of people for a half an hour. Yeah, you know, yeah. because you just get wrapped great up in the you don't even know the time's going by right you get wrapped up in these conversations and they're really really good mm-hmm. and so what happens is if a lot of those kinds of conversations are happening they're going to happen at the beginning and when you're going to come in everybody's already going to be in yeah. there exactly plus if you're right. new it must seem like kind of overwhelming to walk into a, a room, room with a ton of people versus yeah, right. being there Plus you get As opposed the, to just a couple, right? Yeah, when you, when exactly. you first show up. And you can get your cocktail order in early. Yeah, <laughs> well, always yeah. important. But not only that, I've had opportunities to speak with people I probably wouldn't have spoken at, spoken to otherwise because I'm terminally early everywhere I go. Mm. So I get to these events early and I get to strike up a conversation with one or two people that are like me that are really early. And those are conversations that I may not have had if I showed up a half an hour, 45 minutes later. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, the last time I went to one of your events, showed up early like I'm supposed to. Yeah. And met this woman who is a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. We had a great conversation. I ended up booking an appointment with her. Mm-hmm. Paula? Yeah. 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 Paula's yeah. great. Yeah, and, she's awesome. But she was, I think she, it was like one of her first networking events or something like that. So had I not shown up early you would have had it up and, and saw that she was kind of sitting off to the side right. and approached her, I would have never, sure. would have never met her because I'd have been caught up yeah. in everybody else that was there. Okay, yeah. so, so let's well, take... One, okay. one, one yeah. final point on getting there early is uh, a great thing to do as a new person to networking is to not only get there early, but to you know have a conversation with whoever is organizing mm, the event. Good point. You know, listen, if, you, if I walk into a room, even with all the networking I've done, I walk into the room, I don't know anybody, it's, it's intimidating, yeah. right? So get, getting there early and speaking to the coordinator, the chances are really, really good that whoever's organizing that event knows a whole bunch of people that are coming. That yeah. they can introduce you and to. they can introduce you. Yeah. So they become, say, a, they become a you know, connector. <laughs> Bob's probably, it's probably been rare that you've walked into a room and not known anybody <laughs> in Rhode <laughs> Island. Maybe around here. Yeah, okay. yeah I was going to say, what network <laughs> event did you go to that you didn't know anybody? Was this Nebraska? <laughs> what? <laughs> So, okay, so let's take the flip side of that. Those of us who who are terminal networkers who are constantly out there, we get to know everybody that, everybody else that goes to every networking event. What's your suggestion for some, you know, getting out of those conversations? Because it's real easy, like you said, to fall into a 30-minute conversation with somebody that you know. Mm -hmm. But that kind of is counterintuitive to what you're there for. You're right, there, you're really there to network. Right. So what is your suggestion to get to break away from that to get to, to, to talk to people that you well, may not have met already? A lot of people have asked me that question. And, and it, if I can back up for a second, one of the things that people uh, should pay attention to at a networking event is the people who are standing by themselves, mm. who are not engaged in any conversation at all. And I, I kind of joke about it in my networking class, and I say, why don't we talk to those people? And I tell them it's the truck stop theory. <laughs> so, and everybody says, well, what's that? So, well, you know, when you're driving by a, a diner and, and, and there's no trucks and it's lunchtime, you think, well, that can't That'd be a good, good diner, time. right? So there's no people there. What's wrong with that person? But the reality is, is there's nothing wrong with that person. They may be new to that event. They don't Maybe know a shy, lot of people yeah. there, shy mm-hmm. You know, whatever. So going over to that person is critical because you want to make them feel welcome and you never know where that conversation is going to go. But the pushback I get when I tell people that is, well, if this person is all by themselves and I go over to them, then I'm going to get trapped, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to break away. And it's just not true. In a networking environment, 
the the whole premise of a networking environment is to network mm -hmm. with more than one person. Sure. Because if you're only going to talk to one person for the whole time, that's like going out and having coffee, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not networking. Exactly. So if you're at a networking event, most people understand that we cannot have an hour conversation. Mm -hmm. So at the end or at the point where you're wanting to move away from that conversation, that's when you should talk about exchanging business cards. Mm -hmm. yeah. And not at the beginning. It's better to ask that at the end. Sure. Because now, if I go up to you out of the blue and say, here's my business card, can I have yours? What am I doing? I'm compiling a list, mm -hmm. and I'm not developing any relationship at all. But if I go up to you and I have a nice conversation with you, I say, Bill, I really enjoyed this conversation. Would you mind if I took one of your business cards? Mm -hmm. And we exchange business cards and say, listen, I'm going to follow up with you next week. Is it okay if I call you, or would you prefer email? Yeah, maybe you we know, grab a coffee, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And continue this conversation. Oh, sure. So it, it, it's a positive thing. You're not saying I'm done talking to you. You moron. No. No. Yeah, I did that the first time. Yeah, it didn't work out so well. I, yeah. I mean, you could do that with your friends. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Well, we, we would do it, right? We would do it. We would have Bob, fun doing I am that. done talking to you now. Goodbye. I am moving out of half the network. I understand. Bob, I'll talk to you later. I mean, at the very worst, you could just say you need a bathroom break, I guess. Yeah, and, and, and I've actually done that in a couple of cases. You know, but, but you know, most of the time, I think I'm people, using that one next time I go to a network. for the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, people generally understand when you exchange your business cards and then you stick out your hand and say, hey, Bill, it was great chatting with you today. Mm -hmm. Boy, doesn't that sound like the end of the conversation? Yeah. yeah. To the normal person, it would. Now, there's always going to be that one that doesn't like see doesn't the social cues there. Uh, but but <laughs> we all, we've all seen them, right? We all know them. <laughs> that's when you just throw a stick. But, but nine, nine out of, that's when you go to the bathroom, right? Yeah. But nine out of ten times they're going to understand that at the end of that conversation. But it's positive because the conversation is going to continue just not in that moment. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to continue at another time. Yeah. So. Wow, ton of information. And unfortunately, we've blown through all of our time today. Already? <laughs> wow, that was the I still have fastest so many half hour ever. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it has been. Oh, Bob, it's always yeah. great having you here. Yeah. Um, so, Bob, give you a chance here. Somebody wants to contact you, learn a little mm -hmm. bit more about what you do, maybe grab a coffee with you. Yeah, sure. How do they contact you? So uh, bobsalvisconsulting.com is my website. Uh, my phone number is 401-359-1602. That's my direct line if anybody wants to call me. I run a, uh, so I'm a marketing consultant and I work with Cards, which we did not talk about follow-up. No. And I will tell you before we leave that the fortunes in the follow-up is a true story. So doing networking is great. But then you have to follow up. So I use a system of sending people a, a greeting card to say how much I enjoyed chatting with them. Yes, the Marketing Essentials team actually received one of yes, those cards. Yes, right. <laughs> and, we, and we've actually, we, we picked up on that and we now send all our guests a copy, a card yeah. saying yeah. Oh, thank cool. you for being on our podcast and we use send out cards. Yeah, that's awesome. And we actually had one of our guests send us a, uh, uh, text us a photo of her getting the card. Oh, yeah. Because really we cool. used a, we used a, uh, we took a selfie with her. Yeah. She actually called in remotely, and so we took a selfie in front of the screen and we put that on the front of the card. And she was so thrilled. She sent us a picture of getting that card. And she had to sit <laughs> at her desk. Yeah, which well, was great. Uh, you, yeah, you guys are making all the great points for me because this is this is a great. If, one of the things you want to do because you meet so many people is you want to stand out when yeah. you do that follow up, and mm -hmm. that is a awesome a great way, way to stand out. Awesome really way to is. do that. So I am a distributor for that product. Send out cards. Uh, happy to talk to anybody about that or anything else. Hey, do me a favor. Give us the link for that. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and lastly, I would say that uh, if you're in the Rhode Island uh, local mass area, and not one of your many international listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's right. Your mother is on the uh, left coast. Yes. <laughs> that I, I do run a open networking event uh, at the Redstone Grill in North Alabama, Massachusetts. Every fourth Monday, it's called Fourth Monday Networking, so it's really easy to remember what the date is. Now, I would advise, uh, depending on what time of year you're listening to this, oftentimes in December, we don't run it because it usually runs up against Christmas. Mm -hmm. But all the other months, it's usually uh, game on, and we run the fourth Monday of the month. Nice, nice. I guess it's now time for some shameless promotion on our part. Uh, so if you'd like to get to uh, listen to some more of our podcasts, they can go to marketingessentialsteam.com. There you can subscribe to our podcast. You'll also get an exclusive email every week telling you that the podcast is what the podcast is about and who uh, and also we'll have a some secret kind of stuff that you get to see just for being a subscriber. And Justin, what else do we have? Well, you can find us on Facebook at Marketing Essentials Team. And we also have an exclusive little Facebook group called Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. Uh, where we are 120 members strong and growing. Mm -hmm. And it's a place for marketers as well as small business owners to find support and get some help with their marketing, ask questions, and just a great place to hang out. And uh, and, and I will give people. you guys a testimonial on that because that has been growing. The content on that is solid. The questions are interesting. And I really enjoy that you have taking, taken a stance of this is really an open forum for marketing yes, and, yes. and not for people to jump on and sell. Just like networking, networking. Is, should not be That's selling. Right. Right? That's right. So yeah. see, that, see how I put that together? He's got that. Good. That's good. I like that. That's good. <laughs> and, uh, That's good. And we also have, uh, we didn't mention, for those of you who like to listen in your vehicle or on your smartphone, uh, we also have it. our podcast available through Apple Podcasts. That's Just right. look for the Marketing Essentials team. All right. So um, just a quick shout out. To our gracious host, which is Rooms and Works. Great co-working space. Awesome place. On the west end of Providence. And Very you can cool. find them on the web at roomsandworks.com. And with that, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.